I used to know this guy. <clears throat> he was from one of my uh, previous parishes, and he was a uh, he was a retired Navy officer, like a career Navy guy. And uh, I, I I met him after he was been retired for a number of years. Um, and we were out one night, and I remember him. Uh, I was asking him about you know what what his life was like in the Navy and. He spent uh, a number of years, he said, in uh, Hawaii. Um, I figured right away it was probably Pearl Harbor, but it wasn't. It was another, another base in one of the other Hawaiian islands. And uh, I remember him telling me that uh, one of the adjustments to, to being in Hawaii, he was a New Yorker, was that uh, just the time difference. It's a, it's a five hour time difference between Hawaii and New York. And uh, he said that, um, because of the time difference, he said, Monday night football is uh, really more like Monday afternoon football in Hawaii because it's, it actually is happening five hours earlier in at least Hawaii time. Like four o'clock in the afternoon, it's actually being played. Um, so what the local TV stations do in Hawaii is they just delay the telecast. They won't run it until later that night when you have people home from work and school. Anyway, this Navy guy was a big, big football fan. And um, so he told me what he used to do was he would listen to the game on the radio live, like in the afternoon. He was able to listen, I guess, at work. So he'd listen to the game, and then later that night, uh, when it was on TV, he'd then watch it. So he really, twice in the course of that day, he would catch this game listening and then watching. Um, so he'd already, know the, he'd already know who won. And uh, I remember saying to him, I don't, I don't think I'd want to do that. Like, I don't, I'd rather not know. Even if the game already happened, I just, I'd rather not know who won it. Uh, it's more exciting, isn't it, when you're watching a game if you don't know what the outcome is going to be. It just seems like it would be less interesting. And then uh, his response to that was actually kind of interesting. He said, um, he said no. He said he, he wanted to know if the team won, if, especially if it was his team, team he was really rooting for. He really wanted to know uh, in advance if they had won the game. He says it just made watching the game more interesting. I was thinking, no, I think it would make it less interesting. His thing was, no, it was less stressful. He said, because it was just, you'd get this great feeling knowing that no matter how bad your team might have been doing on that particular game, that quarter of the game, no matter the mistakes or the penalties or the bad calls, you knew in the end that they were, they were going to win because you'd, you listened to the game a couple of hours before. You knew they were going to turn it around. In the end, it was going to be okay. And he said he liked that. Just made the game less stressful. Um, I get it, I get what, he's, what, he, what he meant, but I still wouldn't want to do it um, for a football game or any game for that matter. I just, I'd rather not know. But for other stuff, for other things, like life, big life stuff, I think maybe I would want to know. 
I think maybe his approach kind of makes sense. Like, I want to know, in the end, like, we do win. If we're faithful. Like, I kind of need to know that. I need to believe that. That at the, in the end, like, if we do it right, we win. You know, the second quarter, the third quarter, maybe even part of the fourth quarter may not be pretty. But if I get it together, I'll win. Like, it'd be scary if that wasn't part of our faith experience. I think this is a really important thing to know. You know, I, I often finding myself throwing this out a lot, this simple point of a question of, so why do you go to church? When so many other people just have checked out, when so many in, I don't know, the last 20 years, I mean, all the stats point to it. It's just like there's just less practice of faith, certainly less being here, less belief in certain like fundamental things of our faith. Like, people have kind of walked away. Like, why haven't you? Why are we here tonight? Well, I think there's a million reasons why we go to church. But I think here's one, maybe one to consider tonight. You know, and maybe when you have a, if you have a conversation with somebody, somebody you know who like used to always be here and they're just not anymore. Like, they just kind of disappeared along the way. Maybe they'd even ask you. Maybe one night in a conversation it might come up because you're still here. And lots of people around us who used to be aren't. So maybe somebody will be curious. Well, why? Like, why, why didn't you check out? Well, I don't know. One thing I might consider saying is pretty much what the point I just made. Like, hey, I need to know. I need to believe that we win the game in the end. I don't want that to be just a, a hope. I don't want that to be just some gamble. Like, I kind of need to know that. That life is tough and often isn't fair. But if we stay true and we stay faithful, we come out victorious. And I'm not just talking about football games. And I'm not even talking about football games. I'm talking about what really does matter. I mean, look at this gospel. It's interesting. It's sort of like almost two parts. He says one thing that's, they're like almost opposites. First part is kind of dark. Jesus' words, he goes, the sun will go dark. So will the moon. Stars will fall from the sky. Heavens will be shaken. Like, in other words, there will be darkness. Darkness is just a part of life. Some, deal, some are dealt more darkness than others, but we all get it. We all spend time in the dark. But then you got the second part. And he says, but despite that darkness, out of that darkness, you'll see the Son of Man coming in this cloud with great power and great glory. Like at the end of the game, in other words, yeah, you, 
We win this thing at the end. Like, that's really important to know, I think. I don't know what people, what people do who don't really buy that, don't believe that. Like, what do they do when they are trapped in a really dark way, in a dark place, in a dark moment? Just kind of hope for the best? Versus somebody who says, yeah, this is, this is equally dark. I'm finding this just as dark as the person without faith. But I kind of know I will transcend this moment. I'm not sure when, but I'm going to get through it. Like, we win this game in the end. I don't know, it just seems to me that makes for a little bit more hope, or a lot more hope, in the course of living our lives. You remember, certainly those of you who are around my age will remember this show on TV, and probably some, some of the younger people too. Remember Little House on the Prairie? Um, can't believe I'm gonna admit this, but I used to love that show. Um, if my friends, when I was a kid, knew that I watched The Little House, I might not have survived. I mean, it, it just, that was like not considered a cool show for, for a guy anyway. But I loved it, I still do. Um, and I know it's kind of cheesy and it's a little, like it's almost, it's so wholesome, it's almost annoying at points. But I just kind of loved it. Um, I remember like this, that place with the walnut grove where they lived. I remember thinking, like, man, it would be cool to kind of live in a place like that. There's an episode, a great one, like a legitimately great episode um, called Little Girl Lost. They had three kids, the Ingalls. The youngest one, her name was Carrie. She, one day she's out with her two older sisters and she, she falls into this abandoned mine shaft. So there's a panic. The whole town is alerted. And the whole, the whole episode is really this rescue experience of this little girl. It begins in the daytime and it concludes in the dark, absolute dark of night. All of the people are there, they're taking turns going down into the digging this hole to try to get to her, but it keeps getting worse. She keeps fur falling further and further deeper into this, whatever it is, this mind thing. And then at a certain point, she, you can't, early on, she, you, you could communicate with her. The ma mother was talking to her, and then at a certain point, you, she's not talking anymore. So they're thinking the worst. Anyway, there's a great, um, kind of like a subplot to this story. There's this guy, this character, who wasn't one of the regulars on the show. He's a, uh, kind of like the town drunk. And he's uh, just a nuisance to everybody. He's really ruined his life. And what makes it even more crazy, he had like a pretty respectable life. He was, a, he was an engineer of some kind, but his life, something happened in his personal life and he started drinking and he just, became a train wreck, but he's an engineer. The rest of this town are pretty much farmers. So this guy kind of knows like maybe how to rescue this girl in ways that the rest of these people, they don't know, they're desperate. So he's there and he's battling, you know, he's wanting to drink and he's 
but he stays in this fight. And there's this great scene, well, a couple of great scenes, one where they, they get very close to her, thanks to this engineer guy. Nobody was listening to him, but Pa Ingalls, Michael Landon, listens to him. And he gets very close to the girl. He can see her foot, and he grabs for her foot. And as he starts to grab for her, the whole thing caves in. And then the next scene, now you're up on top on the land, and you have all of these townspeople, all the characters, the Doc Baker and the Olsons and the Reverend are there. They're all working, and then they, one of these guys gets pulled out of the hole, and he just says, it's, it's gone. Like, it all caved in. It's lost. And then the camera just starts going to the faces of these people, these distraught townspeople. And eventually it goes to the, the older sisters of this girl, and then the mother. And then the mother walks over and lays down on the ground and she puts her ear to the, to the hole just to kind of be near her lost little girl. It's a heartbreaking scene and it seems to go on forever. I mean, it probably was like a, a half a minute, but it just seems so dark. And then out of the dark, out of the darkness in the distance, you see Michael Landon, the father, and he's carrying his little girl, like he got her. As the thing caved in, he, he got her and he pulled her out. And these townspeople just erupt in celebration. Like they just thought she was dead. You're watching the show and for the moment you think, oh my God, like, did she really die? Like, are they gonna write this little girl out of the show? Like you, you kinda can't believe it. And then, out of the darkness, this father and his little girl emerge alive. I think it's this gospel. I think it's what Jesus was speaking of, like darkness and light. And you may be like, well, okay, you know, nice cute story, but that's a TV show. The reality is sometimes, sometimes the kid isn't rescued from the the mind shaft. Sometimes it doesn't end in life, in real life. The ending isn't always good. Sometimes it's tragic. I know. I mean, I know. Life isn't a TV show. It doesn't always end the way we want it to. Sometimes it does appear to end in darkness. Well, what was Jesus talking about? This light, dark, dark, light thing. Was he talking about this life or the next life? This life or eternal life? I think he was talking about eternal life. Like we do it right here. Yeah, you do experience the darkness ultimately of death. But we transcend that and light does win. So yeah, he was talking about eternal life, but I think it applies also for this life. Because that makes sense for us here and for here and now. I mean, just test it. Think about your own life. Think about times in your life when, man, it really was dark. But eventually, like, it did get better. I remember when my father died. He died over at Winthrop Hospital. 
But we had been there a couple of times, or maybe two weeks before he died, we had to get him to the, over to the emergency room, and he was there for a day or two, and came back home, and then we had to go back, and ultimately never left. It was a terrible time, as you can imagine. I mean, uh, almost everybody's got their version of that, right? Well, I remember in the, the, the I guess the, the months after my father died, I, I got a couple of calls where I had to go over to Winthrop, church calls to you know, anoint somebody. Man, I hated going over there. One, of them, one time I had to go into the ER, which was exactly where I was with my father, and I was like, I couldn't stand being there because it all came back. A couple of times, I mean, I don't know if I was literally on the floor where he was where he died, but I was definitely in the, that part of the hospital. It looked all familiar. I don't know, maybe the, the year or two after his death, I went over there six or eight times, and it was very tough because it all came back. But eventually it changed. Like now when I have to go over there, like it's not, it's not as bad. And I'll never forget it. I mean, 30 years from now, if I'm still kicking, and I get a call to go over to the ER at that hospital, I'll go back to that day and my father, no doubt. We're never going to forget those dark days of our lives. But it does get easier. Like the darkness does sort of subside. And I'm talking about here in this life. Yeah, eternal life, that's a given. But it applies here too. Like I said, well, test it. Test the theory. Consider your life. Think of your stuck-in-the-well moment. When it wasn't good, life was not good. Maybe something terribly unfair happened to you. Some horrible injustice. Somebody betrayed you. Maybe it was just loss of somebody you just, whose loss broke your heart. Maybe it was a breakup. Some regret. And maybe it was so bad you kind of thought at moments, like, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. This thing may do me in. Well, guess what? It didn't. You did get through it. You were still here. And am I saying the pain is gone? I'm not going to speak for anybody else's pain. But you're still here. What he said was true. And it wasn't just about eternal life. It's about this life too. We get through it. We make it. If we're faithful... Because we know who wins. Because we know the final. <laughs>